Good morning. I'm Peter Inch along with Steve Gilbert. We are the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the home comfort show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. We thank you for listening today. Hope you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 as we provide you, our listeners, with some information about your heating, air conditioning, and maybe a little bit about curling. But most important, we'd love to answer your questions, so please send them into inch by inch at peterinch.ca and we'll answer them on the next Saturday show. We are also the 2023 Consumer's Choice Award winning award winner and we have 695 people following us on facebook up 12 you said i would never get to 700 i'm five away mr gilbert no no the target's a thousand no it was 700 and then when we had 700 it would be a thousand i don't remember that i think it was a thousand and you know last chance to get your briar tickets Last chance? Well, what's happening? Well, the Briars are going to start on Friday, okay. so get your tickets. There is walk-up every day, but we want you to get it ahead of time. So go to www.curling.ca, or you can go to the Budweiser box office. So I just go to the Budweiser box office, walk in, and they'll get me a seat. Yep. Don't buy from the scalpers. Why not? Because they'll charge you more. If you go to the box office, you'll get it for the regular price. Unless it's sold out. And then what do I do? Well, then you'll you'll pay a thousand dollars for a seat. Then. Oh, and then I'll just watch it on TSN. What are you talking about? No, you don't. I you, don't. Okay. You miss the live experience. You miss uh, the crowd. You miss the clappers. The clappers, and you want that as a souvenir. You can take it down, get all the teams to sign it, take it home, hang it on your wall. Okay. Well, you, the last time I the, the clapper was around, I was the Hearts, and I got the teams to sign it. I don't know where it is anymore. <laughs> That's your problem. So I, don't, <laughs> so I got the clapper with all the teams signing it, and uh, at the Continental Cup, actually, is where yeah. it was. Yeah, do you think? I can't put my hand on that thing. Yeah. Somebody probably looked at this and went, oh, this is just garbage. Now, you know what I'm going to get the teams to sign? Let me guess, your shirt? No, a rock handle. Oh. Then I'm going to put There's it on the There's not enough bro- room for all the teams to sign a rock yeah, handle. They just got to sign small. Well, what athlete signs their name small? <laughs> yeah, well. They're going to have to. I'm going to put a little sign on it, sign small. I just get to sign your shirt like you did before. Well, because my shirt's blue. Well, it doesn't matter. See, they can shine with a black sharp. You're going to. You're just going to cut it up like you did that other shirt anyways. <laughs> yeah, no, so no. It's, no, I'm not. Yeah, it's, you are. You know, I was only one shirt I had to cut up. Yep. And my kid said to me, Dad, what am I going to do with all these things when you die? Burn it. <laughs> so, so they got a point. When I die, they'll probably get thrown in the garbage and... Nobody will pay attention uh, to You know, who knows? Maybe Curl Canada will in, in create a shrine for Peter Inch, and then mm. all your paraphernalia can go there. I'll put it on eBay and make <laughs> more money when I'm dead than I'm alive. <laughs> and I'm, I'm now, this is my last show for three weeks. <sighs> oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, as I'll be down at the bud working hard every day. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah, like like right after this show, I'm going to be putting five thousand clappers on all the seats. Oh, that sounds awesome! Yeah. Congratulations! So if nice. you'd come down and help me, you know, maybe you can spend some. Bring Liz. Liz can help too. Yeah, I'm sure that's would be high on her agenda. She yes. put it on her resume, right? That she put five thousand clappers on the Budweiser seat. Right. I'm sure. Yeah, that would be it. It, yes. it, it yeah. can get you a job. 
Now, we better mention, you know, what's the word of the day to win the Briar tickets on our Facebook page? Did you tell me? Hang on. What does it say? Hurry hard. Hurry. It's two words. Well, it's two words today. <laughs> H-H. <laughs> hurry hard. That's what it is. Who said hurry hard? Who was the guy that said hurry hard? Russ. Right. That was Thursday's question. Oh, okay. Was who made Hurry Hard famous? Russ. Right. So I'm just carrying it on to Saturday. Yeah. And he he broke it up, right? Hurry. Hard. Yeah, yeah, that's what he did. He doesn't yell that on the TSN broadcast. No, no, but he made made a really funny comment about his brother's lack of hair the other day on TSN, which was very funny. When the overhead camera shines down? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I noticed the bald spot in the back. Not a hair in his forehead, he said, which was absolutely (laughs) hilarious. Poor poor Glenn had no idea he was being talked about, yes. No, I have to put a little powder on before I go out. (laughs) TSN guys go, hang on a second. He put a little powder on to bring the sheen down. And a slider's going to be there, right? So, oh, of course, slider's going to be there. Okay. Now, what's slider's... Shh, don't tell anybody. What's slider's second job? Oh, my goodness, I remember. He's, um, he's, um, he's a professional sports team mascot. Correct. I just can't Correct. remember which one. Montreal Canadiens. Montreal Canadiens. Well, that's why I don't know. Yeah, but that's what that's what he does. So we have to book him early to get him to the briar. So, so we're trying to initiate a meeting between uh, Slider and one of our partners, Craig, because yeah. they both have very similar personalities. And I don't know if the briar is ready for that uh, that meeting, but it would be very interesting. Well, that's Saturday night. I'm going to bring Slider up to the box. Are you? And then we, those two can go at it, and we can get a picture. Okay. Well, hopefully okay. the cameras are panning over to the box as yeah. well to see that interaction. Yep. Yeah. Well, Slider may jump out of the box just to get out. <laughs> <laughs> then the camera will be panning there. Maybe we should have Craig in one of his get-ups because he likes dressing up. I'm, not, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I could bring I mean, in one of my curling rock right? hats, you know, my hat, curling rock hats that I got. You could, but yeah. I don't know. He might want to wear the Grinch or something like that. That's yeah. his favorite dress-up, yes. Now, we should also mention about our hometown hero nominations. Right. Yes. So you want to speak a little bit about that? Uh, well, just we have a – we honor uh, someone in, in our community who's uh, very deserving about – giving time and uh, over these past few um, months we've decided we've given two of these hometown heroes away and we're looking we're going to give one away every single month so we're looking for people so if you can if you've got an individual that comes to the top of your head that is a very uh, giving person of their time and and efforts uh, without asking for anything just someone who really stands out in your mind in the community we would appreciate you passing that name along to us at info at peterinch.ca and uh, we'll vet that process and just hopefully we can make them one of our hometown heroes. Yeah, and we hope to find what special volunteer, you know, we are our radio commercials that are playing is thanking the 400 volunteers that right. are at the, at the uh, Tim Hortons Briar from right. the bottom of our hearts and we really appreciate that and we're going to look for one that maybe is doing some little special thing that people don't notice and that we can can appreciate them and give them a hero award that's up to all of our partners i'll be so busy i will all i'll be looking at is to make sure that the thing is running good so i put that in the partner's hands okay 
okay. I'm sure we can handle it. You're sure? I'm positive. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We're Craig, just we're going to put Murray in charge of it. So you know, Craig and Slider. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the volunteer who rescues Slider away from Craig could be the person that's the hero. You know, we'll we'll have to see. Craig is famous after he did that television commercial, so he is. You know, he's one of the more famous partners we have here at the yeah. company. Well, and we're going back on the radio or on the TV again. That's right. At the end of March. Yeah, Dean and Murray. Yeah, they they've requested them. Like yes. I wasn't even in the writing. No, nope. which is Dean and Murray Dean is and requested. Murray. That's so. right. <laughs> That's good. See now, Josh is uh, going to to uh, is going to our CEO group. Right. He's going to replace me, so maybe he might get pulled in on the radio too after he does that. You know. Radio or the TV? Or the TV? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, we're on the radio. Is this the radio, Steve? This is the radio, Peter. Yeah. Yes. So. And that's, gonna, all, that's all we're capable of is just the radio. Yeah. Well, we're going to have some big announcements about a podcast in a few weeks. Yes. That will be pretty special. Let's not, let's not let the cat out of the bag just yet, Peter. Well, no. It, the bag's been opened up. Okay. It's just got to get uh, closed up to make sure everything's in place. And we'll also be able to hear all our archive shows there as well. That's, that will be that's on true. That's so. yes. true. Going way back, way yeah. back. Well, no, we we can't go way back because there's a copyright infringement. Oh, okay. uh, so we only Sorry. go back fifty-four shows. Okay, but that's lots. It that's, is. That's over a year. So fifty-four shows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now you know why I have, have we, no hair. We haven't renegotiated my contract yet, have we? Yeah, we have. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's for fourteen-minute wait at a Starbucks drive-through. That was the renegotiation of your contract. Oh, but you know, the last time when we were at a climate care. Uh, meeting uh craig actually volunteered to take me through a starbucks and um he actually he, he paid for my coffee and then he became a convert yeah he actually had a coffee he said you know this is actually pretty good and i said yeah i know so remember the tim horton Breyer. but we'll get back to that you're listening to the Inch by Inch the Home Comfort Show presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating Air Conditioning. When we're not on the radio, you can reach us at 226-499-3752 or always online at peterinch.ca. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Inch by Inch the Home Comfort Show presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. And my name is Steve Gilbert and I am... Uh, the co-host here, uh, Peter, had to step away because uh, he wanted me to spend some time with you, Josh. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, Steve. How are you? Good. So this is one of our partners, Josh Betancourt. Um, so how are things today? Things are great. They should know who I am. I've been on before. You have been on before. I listen every week. <laughs> are you listening to the show regularly? Well, I don't know about me. Okay. But... All right. Yeah. So uh, we brought Sean because you had brought up something, uh, uh, just what happened, just there had happened just the other day, you were at a job and you found out just, uh, it might have been the cause of a little bit of lack of maintenance. And so you wanted to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, just going out, uh, doing some preventative maintenance. Um, it's good the customer called, but we did find, and it's a good thing they called, we actually found a defective heat exchanger. Right. So a major safety concern that needed to be addressed at that time. Right. So the interesting thing, so then, number one, there's a safety issue with it. So then, so now um, the fact that maybe they didn't have uh, regular maintenance, but now, now there's a safety issue because you've got a bad heat exchanger. So what happens with a bad heat exchanger? Um, 
Well, what can happen is, I mean, airflow is a big issue. Um, replacing your filter is the best thing that a homeowner can do um, right. at the very minimum. But obviously have uh, an expert come in and, and do a full inspection and a maintenance. But uh, over time, what can happen um, is the heat exchanger can actually crack. Um, so the flue gas, what we call it, so the bad gas that we're trying to exhaust or gas or fumes that we're trying to exhaust to the outside of the structure um, can get into the airstream and cause uh, a huge safety concern for the homeowner or any anybody living in, inside the building. Okay, so me that means that probably there's carbon, some carbon monoxide is being created. Is that right? That, that is true, yes. And so some people believe that, you know, um, just, you know, a little bit of carbon monoxide is not a, is not a, not harmful, but studies have shown that a small amount over a long period of time is just as harmful as high exposure in a short period of time. That is true. Yep. Yeah. So the number one, there's a safety concern. Number two, when you have a, a bad heat exchanger, what do you have to do? Well, unfortunately, um, you never like to do this, but you do have to shut the furnace down. Um, you know, you don't want to punish the homeowner, but it is a safety concern that you have to address. Right. Uh, it's peace of mind for yourself as a technician and the homeowner. Um, at the end of the day, safety is our biggest concern. So we want to make sure that whatever equipment is in their home is working safely. So we do have to shut it down at that point. Okay. So number one, you find the problem. Now you've, ad- you've addressed the problem. It's a safety concern. You have to shut the problem down. So you're really, you're turning their heat off is what you're telling me, right? Yeah. I am, unfortunately, yes. Okay, but I mean, as some some customers some customers get it, some customers get angry because this is quite a shock to them, right? So, you know, the first knee jerk reaction is probably they're not happy with you. Yeah, it's um, you know when a customer calls you just to do something, you know, check out their furnace, make sure it's safe. Uh, they're not expecting that news. It's never an easy conversation, and uh, originally it's more shock. Um, so that's why there's steps we take, you know, photos of, of the issue. Uh, I like bringing the customer down and showing them, you know, uh, as long as I can, showing them so they can see visually what is wrong and explaining how the heat exchanger, what, what its job is and, and why it's um, a safety concern to them. Okay. Yes. And so now that you shut it down, if, if the equipment's not that old or maybe this you – you can replace heat exchangers, correct? Of course, yeah. Right. So now, they now they've they've got some choices. They can you can price out the a heat exchanger cost replacement. Yep. And then they some of them will make an inquiry based on the age of the product. They may want a uh, furnace replacement option, right? Yep. Yep. So then, this customer chose a heat exchanger replacement option. They did. Yes. But problem is what. <laughs> Problem is, it was on back order um, for about a month. So they are going to be without heat in that one unit for a month. They are, yes. So we do everything that we can as a company to try to expedite that faster, but no one really gives you any promises these days, right? No promises. Um, I mean, the wholesalers are trying their best. I mean, it's it's the same kind of news that I deliver to the homeowner that they have to deliver to me is, right. um, you know, th- I, they're not in the home, but it's their product and they understand that it needs to be repaired as quickly as possible. So they don't like telling us there's a wait. Um, but unfortunately, you know, with, with COVID, um, and, and supplies still being short in demand, there is sometimes a little bit of wait for parts, uh, and a trouble getting them. So unfortunately, sometimes, um, 
sometimes the fact that that part is so far out delayed, sometimes we can get a new product put in quicker than we can get a replacement part. Yeah. Um, when there's a lot of parts, you know, they have a lot on back order. Um, we then give the option to look at a possible furnace replacement uh, or rooftop replacement. And, you know, maybe that's the better option for the customer in the long run. Um, you know, it's never an easy conversation to, to tell somebody to replace something. Um, but really all you're doing is giving them all the information and then, and then they, they have to make the decision themselves. Yeah, yeah that's the best thing we do. Uh, we supply as much information and be supportive as we can in explaining um, you know, what that information is and letting the customer, cu- customer choose uh, what direction they want to go. Right. So unfortunately, um, and, and you never want to, you never want to uh, put a customer in a position that they feel like they're they're being handcuffed this way or that. That just because we can't get the part for a month, who knows? Sometimes you just don't know if a manufacturer doesn't expedite it faster for us. And if they do, then we do everything we can to get it in promptly for them when it does come in. But of course, yep. But the, no one's going it, to – it's the same old thing is, is uh, under-promise and over-deliver. So you certainly don't want to set expectations that we can have it in two weeks, and then in two weeks you say it's not here yet, and then you're putting them off and putting them off and putting them off. You might as well be right up front with them right off the bat and just say this is what they're telling us. Exactly. Yeah, you don't want to – the worst thing is to tell somebody one thing and then go back and, and give them some more bad news. So. Right. Yeah, because they're they're kind of they're you're setting expectations, and and then every time you fail those expectations, you're failing the customer. So you are, yep. Yeah. So then you you made mention of maybe lack of maintenance. So um, the importance of a filter on a heat exchanger is huge, correct? Of course, yeah. Airflow to your furnace, um, air conditioner, uh, any maintenance is important. It's uh, one of the easiest things a homeowner can do. Um, that can go the longest way of, of maintaining and protecting the equipment they have in their home. Right. So uh, the filter kind of just allows you to get, allows the air to get rid of the heat of the furnace. So if that filter is plugged, then that heat just kind of masses up in there. Yeah, you're getting a lot of air restriction. Um, so you're not delivering the airflow through the furnace that is required. Um, in extreme cases, way below what the manufacturer requires, uh, which can cause the furnace to overheat. Um, it can cause issues with the expansion and contraction of that heat exchanger over time. So kind of like a car running out of oil and uh, burning, you know, burning up an engine. You never want to do that. So. Right. Yes. <laughs> Hence, you know, change your oil filter regularly, change your oil in your car regularly, and, and you, you save a lot of problems. Same thing with our, our, our world here. Yep. Um, filters on a furnace are critical. They are. You know, take care of the equipment and it will take care of you. Education is the biggest thing. Um, you know, I advise uh, everybody listening, if you don't know um, even, you know, where your filter is or what direction the filter goes, maybe have a look. And if you don't know, um, like Peter mentioned earlier, send us an email and we'd be happy to explain that. Awesome. Well, thank you, Josh. Thanks for explaining all that. And uh, you're listening to the Inch by Inch Home Comfort Show presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. And uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates, Heating and Air Conditioning. My name is Steve Gilbert. I'm along in the studio here today with Josh Betancourt. Hey, Josh. Steve, how are you? Good, man. So uh, we just ended up uh, talking about the importance of maintenance and some delays and repair parts. Um, and really, uh, we're talking about a furnace um, 
heat exchanger, the main, the life and blood of a furnace. But, um, you know, we do, we're a maintenance company, so we believe in looking after equipment and making sure that it runs properly and it doesn't have these surprise breakdowns. So what is it that you look at when you're in looking at a furnace? So we go downstairs, um, and there's a lot to look at, Steve. These things are quite complex these days. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> so uh, the first thing um, and the biggest thing of the customer is making sure it looks, in a, you know, it's clean. It's, it's in a presentable condition. So um, along with our, our maintenance and our safety checks, we do give it a vacuum, give it a good cleaning. Um, we pull apart, uh, pull apart drains, flushing condensate drains, cleaning flame sensors, adjusting gas pressures, um, you know, general general maintenance um, that you would expect to have done on your equipment. Okay. So like the automobile of today, right? Yes. So when you, like, you, you're, you're too young for this, but, you know, 20 years ago when you opened up the hood of the car, I could jump inside with the motor. Um, but nowadays when you open up the hood of a car, you, you can't, I don't even know where the oil dipstick is anymore. Has, have furnaces done the same sort of thing? Uh, they have. I've been in the trade about 10 years, uh, and even from when I started to, to now, there's a lot of controls, uh, a lot of wiring that when you open the door, you go, wow, you're quite taken back by uh, what they look like now. So it is it's quite the leap. So, and then I, I, I also tell customers, I mean, um, if, 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 if our guys are, when they come into the furnace room and they're, and they're sitting down and they've got the manual out on the floor and they're reading it, not to be concerned about that. Yeah, I, I love opening manuals when I can, um, not just educating myself uh, every single time, um, but looking uh, more so at what the manufacturer um, requires in their manual, you know, gas pressures, what they're asking, because not everyone is the same. You shouldn't assume that they're the same. Um, and even, you know, same brand, may different model, may require different settings um, or set points. So always always looking so what the customer has in their home is what we're setting it to not just the generic um you know set points or, or pressures that we leave them right so then um also then although a gas furnace can can be can be kind of a tricky thing because it can also that same gas furnace can be a propane furnace could very well be and if it's a propane furnace it works in although it it works similar it doesn't work the same at all. No, two totally different gas. Yes. Gases. So that's interesting. So you guys not only have to know uh, natural gas, but then you got to throw the propane side of it as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. That's why it's not a, a one shoe fits all type ordeal. Um, every furnace model is, is different from home to home. So it's always good to, to you know complete the maintenance um, with that customer's equipment in mind. Okay. Yeah. And so then certain aspects of the furnace you always check. Like for instance, there's a little there's a little battery thing around the motor. Look, it's called a capacitor. Yes. And you guys always check those. Why is that? Um, the easiest way I describe it, it's like a little battery. Yeah. Holds holds a charge and helps give that motor a boost to get going. Yeah. Um, obviously there you know it's like a battery. It, it can fail over time. It loses its charge. So. If that goes out, the motor doesn't work. So um, those are, are quite common that they tend to fail. Uh, easy to pick up on a maintenance um, and, and, and show the customer and get it taken care of before failure. Uh, you don't want to be left in the heat because of something. Right. So small like that. And then you guys, so when you, I mean, I was quite taken aback when I, because 
when I got to ride along with you guys, just get my it gets my eyes opened up as a salesperson. But I mean, the um, you guys um, carry around quite a few tools. They do. Personally, <laughs> I like making as least amount of trips to the truck uh, as I have to. I like being efficient, uh, but there is uh, you know quite the amount of tools you need to work on uh, equipment these days. So you carry around probably about an. A sixty or seventy pound backpack, right? Sure. Yeah. And then in your hand, you've got usually another bucket of something, uh, maybe a carbon monoxide tester and another. And then you're bringing a vacuum in. Am I? What else? Am, I'm missing something, uh, obviously. Flashlight. Sometimes light is uh, not very bright in furnace rooms, so bring a flashlight, vacuum, shop towel, um, maybe a drop sheet to uh, you know. If our boots are wet in the winter time, so we're not, you know, getting the floor all wet, that kind of thing. So, like when 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 you ring the doorbell, and I don't know how you do that, you know, with the elbow or something, but uh, when when you open the door, the customer kind of steps back because you're they think, holy cow, look at all the stuff you got. Yeah, I make the joke like I'm moving in. <laughs> nice to meet you. How are you? <laughs> right, and then you have to carry all that stuff usually down the stairs, and some stairs in in a home are very interesting. And uh, then you have to kind of take over the basement, right? I do, yes. Try not to make us uh, a mess. Try to keep everything nice and tidy with my tools. But, uh, yeah, there are a lot of tools we, we require to get the job done. Right, so you carry all kinds of things and, and a lot more digital tools these days than you than before. And yep. and they're all inexpensive things, correct? Oh, they're, they're cheap. They're <laughs> as cheap as they come. <laughs> Wish that were true. So usually you get what you pay for. An expensive tool over a cheaper tool, uh, you get what you pay for. Of course, yeah. It's like, you know, you get what you pay for for the tool, and you take care of the tool to kiss, takes care of yourself. So if uh, tools were as cheap as you thought, I'd be able to drink Starbucks every day like you, Steve. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, okay. Yeah. Yes, people give me gift cards, Josh. That's yeah. why I get yes. free coffee, yes. Yeah. Um, and then also, like, so things like you, you carry manometers. Manometers used for checking gas pressure, and that's important because well, that's how much gas you're actually using to, uh, you know, using for for heat for your gas air mixture. So you want to make sure that mixture is is what the manufacturer recommends. You yeah, but it just comes in from the meter, man. It comes in the meter, goes through a little valve, and into the furnace. It just works, yeah, right? It just works. Just, no, just not not in. so. No, not that not the case. Especially when you get into maybe modulating furnaces or two stage. Um, there's different furnaces, different gas pressures are required, like I said, in different manufacturers. So that's always changing. Depends what the manufacturer needs. And so, and then there are there are pretty uh, explicit instructions on how to test gas pressures for modulating and two stage furnaces. Correct? There are yes, and a lot with those high end modulating, you're actually um, some of them you're not supposed to adjust. Uh, they adjust depending on um, on what they re- require. Uh, pressure switches, thermostats, um, uh, you know, the blower, it's all a factor in how much gas is being used. And obviously, what the demand for heat is in the home. Um, so it, they, they do get quite complicated. So you guys do a very comprehensive maintenance when you're in the house. We do, yeah. Uh, maintenance is extremely important. Um, like I said, if you're paying us to come out, you, wanna, you want the job to be done right. You want it to be maintained well. Uh, at the end of the day, you want your investment to last you as long as it can, and that all, you know, starts with the day of the installation of the equipment, and then uh, obviously annual maintenance. Right, and we also we replace filters when we're on our maintenance. Correct? We the do. Fi- filters are included. They are included, and they are included for free in our uh, well, 
a lot of them are included for free in our maintenance plan. Not every single one, special so ones. So if are, you had like a, like an ultraviolet type filter, then that's probably not covered, right? Unfortunately, no. No, that's a little high-end, a little special. But, you know, your, your normal size filters are all covered, uh, MERV 11 filters. All MERV 11 filters. Yes. That's good to know. And um, am I missing anything? On, on You know, once, once that's all said and done, then you, do you typically take the customer down and show them your work? Uh, if they want to, um, if they're able to, yeah. I like showing the customer, especially showing them everything's cleaned. Um, you know, it's a, after coming in with my moving, moving in bag, they say, <laughs> wow. It's like you weren't even here, so that's a compliment in itself, right? Yes. But uh, yeah, and, and throughout the process too, showing the customer, um, even inviting them to sit down behind me, um, watch me as I'm doing the maintenance is, is fine with me too. I always describe it, you know, they don't, they're calling me to come to their home. They don't know, maybe, you know, they know I'm doing a maintenance, but not sure exactly what that um, really is. So having them watch me perform the main, maintenance is just peace of mind for them as well. Um, that their equipment has been taken care of properly. Okay. Well, thanks for that, Josh. Uh, then again, um, you're listening to the Inch by Inch, the home comfort show presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. And uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Inch by Inch, the home comfort show presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. So you did, you, you know, you kicked me out and then you, like, you didn't even let me come back for a third set. No, so. I didn't. Okay, so I'm just going to talk about the briar for <laughs> these last 10 minutes well, of jo- our show. Well, Josh, Josh did a great job, by the way. Did he? Yeah. About the briar? No, no. About oh. what we do. About what we do. Oh, the briar. No. About <laughs> what we do. We're a heating and air conditioning company, remember? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So we had over 300 people in last Saturday. Right, yeah, we did. You know, some people walked in and went, I just listening to you on the radio. How were you here and on the radio? Yeah. So, how's that? How's that possible? But yes. uh, yep, we had them in. Had a great time. Put them through real quick. We did. Went. People were quite amazed how fast they were in and out uh, yep. of the process. Yes. So that's now you're going to see beautiful blue jackets, beautiful bright yellow shirts. Yes. A quarter zip up. What do you call that? I don't wear them, so I don't know what they're called. <laughs> but they're not a hoodie. They're not a hoodie. No, no hoodies. <laughs> no hoodies. But a little sweater thing, I guess, that they wore, and uh, that will all, you'll start seeing it all around. I got an email, can I wear it to the London Lightnings game? Absolutely. <laughs> wear that wherever you want now. Exactly. So, Put that uniform on, then people go, wow, how do I get one of those? Right? And of course, uh, what would it be? Six days from now will be the first game next Friday. That's right. Uh, it will be down at the Bud, 7 o'clock game, but big party going on in uh, just outside gate one. Right. We're gonna, we may even have some cornhole going on there. Oh, just my to give you a little heads it's, up. It's a beanbag toss. Yeah. Well, cornhole. Is, well, you got to know the official. toss. The World Cornhole Championship. Okay. I don't understand. Because it's corn inside that little bag yeah. going into a hole. There you go. There, you figured it out. I know. I've, I've always been able to figure it out, but yep. I don't. Yes. Okay. You can't call it a beanbag toss because it's corn and it goes into the hole. Okay. And All it's right. just wrapped in fabric. Okay. Now, it's not long. It's not a corn cob. Don't let those babies rip open. Yeah. No. Right? Well, well, and if you leave this in your garage, squirrels really love those bags. Oh, I'm sure they do. They or go in and chew you, a hole. If you get them wet, will they grow? Probably. <laughs> and if you lose it in the fire, you might have some popcorn. It's true. So, 
but uh, so we may have that out there. We're gonna I Covent Garden Market's gonna have their big uh, Muskoka chairs with fires going oh, out how there. How nice is that? You Very know, cozy. Depending on the temperature, we may even have a pipe band playing. If it's too cold, they'll be inside. But if it's not too cold, they'll be outside. Playing. I mean, but a true pipe band will have a wee dram of scotch with them, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, as long as I don't have to toast. <laughs> But they'll uh, they'll be playing. I'll be out there getting everybody in. Who is toasting the piper during the games? Uh, nobody. Because I, I think the piper is a called a recording. Okay. So I, I'm not going to toast the tape. Here, hit the tape. Thanks. Have a drink. There we go. Okay. But uh, we well, have. That was kind of a tradition, though, right? It is. We've cut out the opening ceremonies. Okay. Uh, game. Why? Time. COVID. Oh, cool. To try to keep, that used to bring a lot of people in to carry the flags, carry the signs, carry all that stuff, which then brings more people in with a chance of COVID happening. So we're trying to keep back house, back house, and front house, front house. I see. Okay. And we're doing that. There's only a few of us that get to go to both. Okay. I'm one of the lucky ones. So. All right. But, uh, so we hope nobody gets sick of flu or anything like that. Right. So yes. we'll, we'll find out. Okay. And then uh, Sunday, the first opening Sunday, which will be the 7th, or is that right? 5th. 5th. 5th of we'll, March. We'll have an artisan market over at the Bud. Cool. Or not at the Bud. At, at the, the RBC, uh, RBC place. place. Yep. RBC place. Yep. Up outside the uh, ballroom and 20 artisan markets selling their wares. It'll be great. Be nice. Perfect. Now, to get into the patch, you have to have a kick ticket, a game mm, ticket? Nope. No. It is open to the public. Wow. So once the public hears how good this place is, then when the game's over, you may not get into the patch. No, I'm just kidding. You should be able to get in, but they're, they're, it, it, you don't need a game ticket to get in. So there's a country night. Right. On the Thursday, uh, so people will be there. We're going to have... Uh, other different uh, radio stations are doing their events, so it's oh, going to be a cool. lot of lot of fun. The place will be rocking. It will be hopping. Maybe see you on the dance floor. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Bring Liz down. Get on the dance floor. On the dance I, floor. I can get some pictures. Put it on her Facebook page. <laughs> okay. You know. Good to know. But uh, you know, so my uh, my email will say sorry, not here. Um, but I will be checking in to make sure the place is running up to my standards. Well, I'm and no no fear of that happening. You know, well, uh, of not happening, I mean. So I'll no be fear. listening to the radio show, be walking around the bud with a headset on, listening to the show. Making, yeah. Find sure. out who, who I've decided to put on as a guest. Yeah. Make sure you're not taking shots at me or anything. Oh, don't you worry. There'll be shots fired, yes. Now... You know, I'm I'm not quite sure whether your curling ability is going to live up to my standard because uh, we're in the running to play on the briar ice. Are you? Yeah, on March the 1st. Wow. So, you know, I'm just, just saying, you know, we of course we have Bill Beamy. She was out with a, an injury. He was uh, pulled the... the muscle right off his bone wow he went in and had an operation so he's throwing in the money still because we had a we but he's not going to be able to play so i got to pick up a player i don't know steve we may have to have a trial you may you may have to see if i'm worthy yeah 
Yes. But that will be a lot of fun playing out there. And yeah, you'll yeah. Who, if whoever gets the opportunity, they will enjoy it, right? Yeah. And I'll have my bright, bright yellow and blue coat on with my name on the back. And <laughs> right. I'll, I'll look like I'm a professional curler, and then I'll go grab the stick, and everybody will go, oh, oh, that's who that guy is. Yep. And I think we're playing the wheelchair curlers. Are you? Yeah. So <laughs> I could be, we could lose handily out there because they're used to throwing without sweeping. And they've called, they've curled on, of course, arena ice, and this will be our first time. And some of our guys don't really throw a good handle. Yeah, well, if they don't throw a good handle, it won't, the rock won't be in play. Yeah. I just, I mean, it's that simple um, because, you know, arena ice curls so much more than than what we do in a regular club. Uh, You guys won't be able to keep it on the sheet. Is that why you want me? Well, you know, is it bad to give up an eight-ender? Yeah, on the much. arena yes, ice, yes. you know, yeah, they it, think would, it, would, it would be bad. Yes. And they'd stop and take pictures and then invite the other team to come in just to be part. To now, show. you throwing with your stick, you, you don't have to worry about making a hit because it will run true on the hit, right? Yeah, how, how was my hit on Tuesday night, Steve? It was the crash that was heard around the world. We all stopped at our game and looked and said, you know what, that's really kind of unfair. He never could throw it that hard when he was throwing with the with the standard delivery. Yeah, picked it out sideways and got four. Did you? And they shook. <laughs> we went off the ice. They yeah. never came up for a drink. I think they were a little mad at us. I'm sure they were. That was a great shot. I'd been trying that the whole game and not making it. So they were. Oh, you finally made it. I finally made it. Right. So it was good. But yeah, I had a lot of fun making that shot. I'm sure you did. And I didn't even call it. Oh. Yeah, the other two guys were arguing about the two shots. And I just said, you know what? I'm going down the other end. You guys pick a shot and I'll throw it. And they picked that shot, and I made it. Wow. That's, and, and they said, why'd you do that? I said, because Dan always chooses a shot. So I had made the last four, so you guys might as well choose the shot. And, and I just so on the last four, did you, were you choosing your own broom as well? Or did, yeah. Oh, so they, let, they chose your broom. Yeah, they chose my broom. Well, maybe. Yeah. You see the trend here? <laughs> you know, the trend was... I went down and just focused on the shot. I see. Instead of trying to think of calling the shot yeah. and making it as that's well. That's right. You know, that's, but it was fun. It was a good game Tuesday night. Now, uh, one more game and then the playoffs. <coughs> oh, yeah. The playoffs. And then I, then I get into curling. Because we finished uh, second in the club after a regular season play, uh, we get a bye first round of yeah. playoffs. You yeah. know that, don't you? That's okay because you know sometimes playing is better. Oh no, I think I, I, we played a lot. I'm I'm feeling pretty good these well, days. Well, yeah, I'm playing in the D league. Oh, sorry. It, yeah. So you're in the what league? A. A. Yes. yes. So yes. So maybe the D should play the A at the end just for the club championship. If you, you arrange whatever you want to arrange. All right. Yes. When we're not on the radio, you can reach us at 226-499-3752 or always online at peterinch.ca. To listen to this show or any of our shows, go to peterinch.ca, hit the podcast button at the top of the homepage. As we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard, buy from inch, life's a cinch.